Senpai Podcast. Welcome to the Super Senpai Podcast. This is a weekly episodic tokusatsu-related podcast where we're talking about fights and tights. I'm Pat. And I'm Grant. And I'm Sarah. Although <gasps> you guys probably know me better as a different name. Who is th- Who's there? How did you get into this house? Hi! <laughs> yes, we have knock, our knock. very first guest on. <laughs> Who showed herself in, but that's okay. Sarah. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Now, what... What do the people know you as, though? So most people on Twitter probably know me better as Sunglass Pre, uh, Princess Firebird. I run the Capes and Cool Scarves blog um, for the past year where I've been talking about Kamen Rider and Garo and Ultraman, lots of Ultraman recently, and uh, various other things. So hi, my lovely audience of readers out there, all five of you. (laughs) Hey, five more than we've got. And you've also recently joined another group, have you not? Yes, I am now a contributor for the Tokusatsu Network, where I am doing my weekly uh, Common Writer build recaps over there now. That's awesome. That's the That's crowd so going cool. well. That's really yes. great. Yes, you know, so much publicity, celebrity. I have the paparazzi mobbing me every time I try to leave the house. <laughs> Please just let me live my life. That's <laughs> such a hassle. <laughs> I hate it when, you know, you, you review the weekly build episodes and you can't go out of the house and your sweats just you gotta you gotta put on the makeup and everything. It's the whole thing. It's yep. it's mm-hmm. put on the production for the people. Yeah, tragedy of being rich and famous. <laughs> that, the sweet oh, toku no. money. That's what we're also writing in. Sweet, sweet toku money. Anyway. No, but uh, seriously, we all do this because we love it. I mean, that's why mm. I've stuck with this through having a full time job and just writing in the evenings when I get home. It's just I really love talking about this stuff, so I'm really happy to be on a podcast where you guys appreciate it too. That's what it's all about. Like, uh, it's it's such a it's such a niche thing that I feel like is getting a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. And it's we're I don't know if we're riding a wave or anything, but it's really exciting that everybody's like here to talk about it and enjoy it, right? Oh, definitely. I think there's probably a whole other podcast to have to discuss why this uh, this other sort of uh, oove of superheroes is both familiar and exciting at the same time but sarah why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of your background uh with tokusatsu as as an institution as a genre well there's a few different ways that i've seen people get into toku um i have several real life friends who are super into ultraman and godzilla movies because they like the um giant daikaiju monster films and they like Mm -hmm. that sort of uh b-movie flick sci-fi feel so they like a lot of the classic toku stuff because of that Uh, I also know people who got into it through just love of Japanese culture in general. And since Toku is such a huge part of pop culture in Japan, you know, you have to come across Kamen Rider or Super Sentai eventually. And people got into watching those shows through connections with other Japanese media. I got into it through a little bit of a different way. Um, I got into it because I really freaking love superheroes. I'm a giant. Before I was a Toku fan, I was a giant comic book fan. So when I was watching... This would have been in 2015, so almost exactly like three years before this point. I was really, really into a lot of the live action stuff that Marvel and DC were doing on TV. Like Mm -hmm. The Flash was just having its first season. Arrow was pretty strong at that point. Uh, There was the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which had just come on. And when I was watching these shows and discussing them on a couple forums, people were like, oh, hey, this is a lot like Common Rider, especially since uh, with The Flash, since Drive was airing at the same time. And there was a lot of similarities between those two shows. Mm. And huh. then when one of the shows went on a hiatus, I said, hey, this Common Rider thing looks kind of cool. Where should I start watching? And they said, you should watch Kuga. So I watched Kuga. And here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. You started there. That's great. Yeah, and, you know, I just found myself going through a lot of different seasons, checking out recommendations, and just slowly working my way through a lot of them and finding it really interesting, and that's what kept me going through it. It's just there's so much material to plow through. I never really felt like I was bored or burnt out from it because if I didn't like writer season, i just move on to try Sentai, and then i tried Ultraman when Ultraman X came to uh, Crunchyroll simulcast. Mm, Yep. So I just kind of tried a little bit of everything and found myself enjoying all of it. So here I am. Here you are. Um, just for, for my curiosity, what uh, what writer seasons have you seen? I have seen most of the Heisei series, Heisei era series. The only ones I've not seen, I've not finished Ryuki or Kabuto yet. I haven't finished Hibiki yet. I really have zero desire to see Kiva. Uh, I'm sorry. It was hard enough. <laughs> for, it was hard enough for me to get through Fies. I do not want to repeat that again. Uh, but mm. I've seen 
everything that has come after decades. So that's all the writer series from the Heisei area. I've seen V3, Stronger, Amazon, Skyrider, and I'm currently working on Black for the Showa era series. Excellent. Nice. That's really great, and it's it's great to to sort of like my own journey is somewhat similar in terms of its the shortness of it. I only really started in 2016 myself, like seriously watching Toku, when I just happened to discover one night that wait a minute, you can just watch Ultraman on Hulu. It's just it's just sitting there, like you can just watch it right now. Like after years of trying to get it, so I haven't I haven't quite consumed quite that much, but it's awesome. Just the the passion's still there, you know, and that feel even though still relatively new fans and yet we there's so much to dive into it's almost like there's more opportunity just because you're like oh wow look at all this stuff i can watch and i can watch from here and there and all these different flavors it's great it's also interesting because i feel like everybody brings their own unique background to it so people tend to see the same series in very very different ways so Mm. that's always interesting to hear from different people who maybe have been in the fandom for much longer or for people who are even newer and have different starting points than i did Mm. hmm so I, I got to ask, favorite Ultraman? But I think I already know, but I just want to hear you say Well, anyway. yeah, because it's the one that I constantly <laughs> yell at people on Twitter to watch all the time. It's Mebius. Yeah. <laughs> Although, to be perfectly fair, I just finished Gaia last year, like around November, I think is when I finished that. And that's a very, very close second. But it's still Mebius for my favorite. <sighs> Gaia has such a great design. Adding that to the list. <laughs> yes, every everybody, this goes for the uh, viewers at home. Watch Ultraman Mebius. Do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is very well regarded. Very, very well regarded. All right. Well, um, I think uh, foolishly I'd seen like the first five minutes of it, and I I, I got distracted or something happened, and uh, I, I don't really have any excuse. But uh, for I shame, will go no. back and go into that. I think after I catch up with Jeed and Nexus, like once both of those are very, there. very good. Have you seen Ultraman series before? Uh, both of those are very good, but it's interesting Seven. to see Nexus used as an entry point. Jeed's the one I've seen the most of. Uh, I've seen Jeed some of Orb, and Orb I, yeah, I would say that I've seen maybe like fifteen. I, I stopped at the recap episode uh, of Jeed, and then I just haven't gone back yet. Yeah, and I've seen maybe like two or three of Nexus. Okay, okay, and then two of Orb. Nexus is very, very good, but it's a decidedly different tone from the rest of the franchise. So I don't see it often recommended as a new series. You can totally watch it for your first series, though. Um, I hmm. guess. To compare it to something you guys may be a little bit more familiar with, I guess I'd compare it to Kuga in terms of tone and presentation. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> if that tells Uh-oh. you what to expect from it. <laughs> High quality, but also I'll really feel sad like for a while afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Nexus. <laughs> okay. One day Sounds when, good. when you're older, oh boy. I'll let you watch Ultra Seven, but for now I keep it in the lock cabinet. But one day oh, no. when, oh, when you're big enough. Because <laughs> seven. Mm. Um, so, uh, we are here to talk about, uh, Lupin Ranger versus Pata Ranger, episode three. Um, how's everybody feeling about the show so far? We're, we've, we've finished the first two. We're going in. I mean, obviously the opening two part is done. I mean, what's kind of the, the general room feeling on the show so far? For as much as I enjoy Kamen Rider and Ultraman and a few others and, or, um, a few other Toku franchises, I am not that big of a fan of Sentai in general. Um, I've only seen maybe half a dozen seasons of it total like to completion Mm. and it's interesting and some of those seasons are very very good and i enjoyed them a lot but i don't find myself getting excited for it generally the same way i do with writer and ultraman but i was really really impressed with the first two episodes from uh this season because two of my absolute favorite things are a heist flicks and b cop procedurals (laughs) so this this is totally 100 percent my jam fantastic yeah you get both yeah, I'm definitely. Uh, even though I'm, I'm more on the uh, the Venn diagram. I'm definitely in the Ultraman Sentai uh, overlap much more than anything else. I'm also enjoying this just because big team right from the start, and we get two teams. Like I, I love that the dynamic and all that kind of stuff. So especially them sort of being played against each other. I, yeah, I'm loving this so far. I, I would say that uh, having gotten a taste of Q Ranger last season and not really following a whole lot besides maybe Gokaiger and Shinkenger prior to that course die ranger uh this whoa whoa i think whoa, whoa. it seems like a push to make do really weird and interesting things this time right because last year they did the whole big old team and this time it's two teams against each other mm-hmm. 
that is, has gotten my interest right away and just like everything has just looked so good like, oh yeah that's definitely my biggest positive for this is just so the good. presentation so stylish mm. yeah mm. yeah and I, I i've been just bothering people that aren't into toku at all because i'm watching tokyo now just uh, just because i need more sentai in my mm, blood yes um <laughs> and <laughs> i just been i'm like hey check this out and they're like i guess that's kind of cool i don't really know what to expect and i'm like okay well check this out and i show like the lupon rangers first henshin and they're like Okay, yeah, that was dope. Like, you know, like they were, I'm doing little they weren't tiny, really feeling. I'm doing little tiny yeah. fist bumps right now because, or fist pumps because Takuya is my favorite Sentai season. Oh, is it? Well, it's really good. You can check out my reaction thread and judge my feelings on it so far. Um, I really I'm, haven't done a whole lot of cosplay, but like it's making me want to do. Uh, I, I want to do Takachi's maybe dress up as Takachi. We'll see. Um, but yeah, this has been fantastic, and I'm excited to see another one. So, how do we feel, like, prediction-wise? I mean, I personally, I never watch next episode previews because I'm that weirdo. Um, I always skip that part for my Toku viewing. But uh, what, what are we kind of feeling like this episode is going to have in store for us? Uh, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but we haven't gotten the Pat Rangers mecha revealed yet, right? Correct. That's, correct. Right, so that's something we're definitely going to see here because we have combined. to get the toys out as soon as possible. But it seems like they're still trying to do an emphasis on building the characters of the Lupin Rangers. So I expect to see more of a focus on them. Um, maybe sort of see how the two teams come to work together in order for this to happen. Because we still have to do that and yet get the other team's mecha out of the way. So it'll be interesting to see how they balance the two sides. Yeah, I think that covers it. I don't really know what else to expect. Maybe more of... Um... That cool puppet we got to see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will tell you right now, I don't like the puppet right now. Uh-oh, uh-oh. He, I find him annoying, so we'll see if my opinion on him changes. Slander, mm. slander. No, I think I think probably this will be, if I had to guess, I, I agree. I think we're, we're coming towards a uh, Petter Ranger uh, mecha combined here at some point, but I feel like it's going to be another little two-parter here maybe. Like we're going to get the first half, a little bit of the comedy in the, in the restaurant. Maybe a little bit of some motivation and then start leading into a big old robot combination. That sounds right. That sounds about right. Yeah. I, I wonder how, just as, as a pondering, I guess, like, since they have, it seems like the that the puppet forms or is a part of the base of it, how we're going to see two of them at once. Like, if they're ever going to, at some point, I imagine they're going to have both mechas up. Yeah, no. So it'll be interesting to see how they excuse that, because we know that the I, I forget what his name is now. It's going to drive me nuts. But the puppet, yeah. the carrot puppet, is a part of the uh, Lupin collection. Correct me if I'm wrong. So mm-hmm, yes. it'll be interesting to see, like, maybe if there's a second one that allows them to do the same thing. Or if just there'll be an upgrade that allows them to use both mechs at the same time. Is his name Fantastic Striker? Am I making that up? Is that right? Good Striker. Good, good striker. striker. There yeah, it is. that's it. It's Good Striker. Good Striker. Okay. Well, you know, if, if prior Sentai seasons are any indication... You know, the room in which they pilot things from just gets bigger and bigger. So there's just going to be like 30 people in there. You know, the puppet doesn't have to be in two places at once. You just have an auditorium with the puppet oh, in the yeah, middle. Oh, yeah, because then they can have the two of them combined. So they'd be making it at the same yep. time. That's probably what yep. they're going to do then. Yep. There's That's no, going to be crazy. It, it, it's, it's less of a, you know, Doctor Who TARDIS thing where it's bigger on the inside. It, it, it's like the room is the goldfish and it expands to fit the size of the team, really. So I think it'll just, that camera's just keep backing out. We're going to get more and more people in there with the puppet. That's my guess. Fantastic. We're definitely going to have to have some one-on-one robot action, though, right? Yeah, yeah possibly. Probably. It'd be interesting to see if the conflict between the two teams actually breaks out to where they fight each other in the mechs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, last week was the... Hold on, where did it start last week? Last week was we saw the chase scene between uh, the two teams on their uh, various vehicles with the Pattern Rangers on the ground and their ground vehicles and the Lupin Rangers in the air long extended cg fight chase sequence um we got to see uh the lupin rangers chase down the fire shark kaijin uh fight him for a little while the patter rangers showed up mid-fight and lupin rangers like well we got what we want we're out of here patter rangers ended up doing a the the sort of tri fusion thing that they didn't quite seem to uh totally understand what was happening either yeah, it's like that's their version of the team's like bazooka attack is yeah. <laughs> that fusion form Right. That's how I interpret yeah. it, at least. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they also Definitely. fuse, as opposed to just putting their weapons together and holding it. They they also fuse. Um, then uh, we got... 
I'm trying to remember what happened after that. Oh, we got the backstory of the Lupin Rangers. That's uh, right. Why they're doing mm-hmm. it with the ice, the freeze revenge plot. Yeah, but they're trying to. They're they're ultimately stealing in order to save the people that have been caught in ice and shattered and all that. Um, and then uh, we got the kind of the big final fight sequence with the uh, Lupin Ranger uh, Mecha and the the giant combiner and it uh, flying around doing all sorts of machine gunning and acrobatics and then we got the the final scene with the uh the restaurant where they lupin rangers return to and they're sort of uh debriefing if you will and the Power rangers have just walked in right so we ended on a cliffhanger yeah dun, dun, yes. dun. <laughs> and that's Perfect. where we're at all right i think we're i think we're just about ready to fire this up cool let's do this thing この番組はTokyoClickGroupPRTとザコミックフィンドとご覧のスポンサーの提供でお送りします。And we're back. I think uh I'm very happy with every, how everything's going so far, guys. How about you? <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Really enjoyed that. Oh man. Okay. So from the top, uh Picked up on the cafe scene. Of course, they were just there for lunch. We knew that was going to... We were like, there's no way they know already, right? Uh, Blue tries to nab Red, uh, Pato Red's gun. It wasn't Pato Red. It was uh, the green one, Sakia. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. But he, he was trying to grab one of their guns. Right. They order. They're about to start working on the food. And then uh, the co- Pato Rangers get a call. They have to run out. They figure, uh, Lupin Rangers figure it's, um, you know, crime in progress, probably some kind of kaijin, some kind of gangler. So, of course, it is. They get out, and there's a bubblegum snail sculpting things with a magic sword. Welcome like, to Sentai! Just, <laughs> yeah. He's cutting cutting up statues, cutting up statues, turning buildings into statues. And I mean, as makes, you do. He makes a, you do. one of the buildings into a statue that resembles the head boss of the ganglers. He hits everybody with this like super sticky bubble gum, <laughs> which is just great. Yeah. <laughs> the he bails, jumps into a portal made of the sticky bubble gum, and uh, we get a little bit of the team split up. We get a, a little bit more about Blue's backstory, like why he's so dang serious. Like he's he, he learned to cook to appeal to or to to I don't know just to be just to just to be real sweet. With his then fiance wife, I'm not sure if they actually no, they weren't married yet. Which uh, I think she was just trying on dresses or was getting yeah, no, they were engaged. Yeah, yeah, he that's proposed right. to yes. her during that scene. Yeah. That's right. yeah, because they show the moment where like he pulls out the ring and is about to propose to her. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, uh, t- totally ungracefully, he's just like, yeah, here it is. He just throws <laughs> on the table, just bam. We're, we're well, doing the, this, the right? way to his girlfriend's heart is through her stomach, clearly, and not through being you know a very suave ladies' man. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, very impatient, very serious dude. Uh, and of course, that's taken away from him. And so that's why he's like, has to get revenge. He's about to go off on his own, st- try to steal the versus changers. And Red stops him, tells him, hey, you got to cool it. Cut over to the Pato Rangers where, uh, you know, they, they, they're they kind of fussing. Red's kind of mad because they, you know, they got, they, yeah, they got chumped, covered in the, <laughs> covered in the bubble gum. <laughs> uh, yeah, they respond to another call. Commander Hilltop tells Green that to, to give it your all, right? Yeah, you gotta take this seriously, but it seemed really positive. Yeah, it, it, the quote was something like, if you want to fix something that you did with your work, you have to work more to overcome it, which I, that's how I interpreted it. Right, that's, yeah. That's, I think that's that was good. Excellent. You- Thank you. <laughs> uh, the cops show up. They, they, it seems like they corner the bubblegum snail. And it turns out it's a trap. He had bubblegum traps in the ceiling or whatever it is. And then they just get, they just, they look like fools after their super cool transformation sequence. Right as bubblegum snail gets out, Lupin Rangers get the drop on him. They get, get a nice little fight. They get, That's when they get their full henchin sequence. Right as things are heating up, the Pato Rangers break out. But then the Lupin Rangers get to try out that fusion thing. They like, they get all ready for it. They're about to pull off their f- same try i don't know what they what they called it but like a just it was um patron patron ugo Hugo, i think is what it is which Hugo mean is another way of saying fusion i know 
Because it's okay. a pun they use in Jeed. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Yes, <laughs> yes nice. that's, that's part of his uh, henshin sequence, too. I was wondering what that meant. Thank mm-hmm. you. Excellent. <laughs> um, but instead of instead of it being a fusion attack, the uh, Lupin Red makes extra clones of himself. And so all five of them go for a big attack that blows up the bubblegum snail. Uh, oh, and we get this really cool, like, back to the future flames, like, cut that, that for all five of the attacks. Yeah. Right as they are, I think they're about to bail, uh, they mention that, they mention to Goody, or Good Striker, that, uh, that they're gonna take this thing back to Kogore, the, Kogore, the, the butler that's, that's showing them everything, and then Goody shows, like, some kind of hesitation, like, uh, that's kind of creepy, like, what's up? But, and so when he mentions it, the, Goody just bails and goes straight for, uh, goes straight for the Pata Rangers who have escaped, and uh, that's when the right hand lady wife, I, I don't remember the relationship, but one of one of the uh, generals of the Gangler shows up, um, revives the bubblegum snail as a giant as a kaiju, and then uh, we finally get to see Pat, Pato Kaiser in action, and Pato Kaiser looks awesome. We get like a really cool. Uh, a sequence where we really we actually do get to they see have like the a full blown like John Vu running gun sequence in between yeah. buildings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, meanwhile, the the statue of the gangler boss gets destroyed while they watch, and just we get like a really nice comedic bit there where they just uh, just they feel the weight of that loss. <laughs> <laughs> After the statue gets busted up, Bubblegum Snail gets beaten by Pontekaiser. Super. Hisatsu. We go back to the cafe where the Lupin Rangers are hanging out and they're talking to Kogure about Good Good Striker. Mm-hmm. But uh, right as the Pato Rangers show up to get the lunch they missed out on, Kogure just disappears. Yeah, and he also mentions about Good Striker. He says that um, like it, it's a piece that's always been hard to handle or something mm-hmm. like that. And then they right. speculate about whether the Pat Rangers had him first or... Was he with the collection or did he go missing with the collection too? So there's a little bit of a question of like where Good Strikers, I don't want to say allegiances, but like where his personal motivations are. Mm, mm-hmm. We get a nice little moment where Lupin Blue has sort of come around on Lupin Red's philosophy to sort of wait and see or not just go charging into things. And he's uh, he's like, okay, you know, we'll do it. We'll, we'll, we'll do it your way. But uh, maybe we could... Uh, Maybe if we put laxatives in their food, that uh, we could steal their versus changers. But <laughs> turns out he's having a he's having a little joke, right? It wasn't a joke. Yeah, it was not a joke. We all know that. You know that. I know that. The American people know that. That was not a joke. <laughs> not a joke. Um, but yeah, another great episode. They're keeping it up for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so likes dislikes, right? Uh, I really enjoyed the episode overall. Um, I think we. Uh, now that it felt like a bit of a, a loosening, if you will, just the episode felt a little, I don't want to say it felt like a, it was, it was still tight and well done, but it just felt like everybody kind of like they didn't, it didn't feel like they had to set anything up. We were just sort of having fun with the characters, a little bit more comedy, a little bit more backstory. You know, we, we'd gone through, even though we had two episodes to do the intro, we still had a lot to cover, a lot to, a lot of exposition to deliver. This was more character. Um, I really enjoyed, um, just kind of the whole i mean the whole thing but definitely one of the big standouts for me was the fact that um for the most part the Pata ranger uh kaiser was the suit and we saw mostly in suit form and not cg because with the lupin ranger one it was a lot of cg flying around in the night sky shooting and that's cool and all but i want my suits i want my practical effects and that's what i got um i really really like the sense of humor in this episode because there's just a lot of just funny points and how they were setting up mm. like they're very visual physical gags because this is sentai that's what they tend to do it's not like this is very sophisticated highbrow humor here but it, it's effective humor at the same time so when you see like all the pot rangers like stuck to the wall with this bubblegum slime and stuff yeah. they do like funny little pratfalls with that uh i did not like good striker in the first couple episodes i thought he was kind of annoying so seeing him just fly off when confronted with that question about Kogre <laughs> and go to the Pat Rangers and how he interacted with them was really, really funny. Uh, how they reacted to, um, oh, what's this? I keep forgetting the red, uh, Lupin Red's name. 
that's good. Try. Whatever him splitting into three parts, <laughs> that reaction was really funny. Just yeah. And there was there was one part in there where uh, during the shootout between Patrick Kaiser and the monster of the week where they destroy the statue he made of the gangler boss <laughs> and just the awkward silence as they're watching that on screen is like his finger gets blown to bits and they're like, well, I guess the feet are still there. I was dying laughing. You guys can attest yeah, to that. That was those. Uh... It was a perfect bit of comedy there. Yeah, I think. the humor is just really, really good because it's simple, but it's really effective. So I appreciate seeing how they can do that continually every week. Um, that's probably the main point. Uh, I guess if I'm trying to think of a downside to it, you know what? There was a downside that I had that I was thinking of, but I can't remember what it is now. So somebody else go and talk while I'm thinking about it. <laughs> sure. Uh, I will say that I really liked that we didn't just get like we were expecting a fusion attack out of it you know we were ready for it like okay we'll just see what they look like fused and they kind of set you up for it visually with like the highlights on the suit mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden he splits into three car- three reds and yeah you get like <laughs> oh okay i guess they're just doing a different thing and i think uh you pointed out sarah that uh it was sort of how selfish they are and they're not really united in their effort that it's, they it's just not made really more. selfish it's just that they all have very personal motivations for doing what mm. they're doing that happen to align so mm-hmm. instead of being motivated by like external things like the Pat Rangers are where they're like devoted to their duty and their responsibility and um, trying to protect the civilians, the Lupin Rangers motivations are very personal and self-centered, like not necessarily selfish, but self-centered. So instead of like bringing all three of them together, it takes the one person who uses them and splits them into three parts, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, that was great. And then the 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 the, the actual attack looked fantastic oh my gosh it's so cool so good so a great a great use of the uh the practical and the special effects in that moment yeah there's like well because the the special cgi effects are obviously with doing the explosion but at the same time you see got like the capes flying back and little pieces Mm -hmm. flying from the explosions in practical space Mm. it's really cool yeah they really sold it like really sold it in that moment i also Mm -hmm. like that the the although it's not really a fusion attack, I guess it's more of a diffusion attack for the the Lupin Rangers. Ooh. But mm-hmm. um, but I like that they also were confused by it. Like no one seems to understand how any of their stuff works. So I yeah, like how yeah. that kind of plays into the theme of like you're kind of like, well, how can both teams have the same gear and not understand it? Because they really not no one understands what they're doing at this point. Everyone's yeah. like, well, what's happening? <laughs> no, the person that probably knows the most is probably either Kogure or Good Striker. Well, then what about Hilltop for the Pat Rangers? Because uh-huh. like they they got because at the in the first episode he said like, oh, we got the new toys we've been expecting. He just walks in a, with a briefcase for them. Like, where did that briefcase come from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, although I think if if anyone's if anyone's evil in the Pat Ranger office, it's probably Jim Carter. I think it's totally Jim Carter. Jim Carter is like one of those robots that like when like a car company makes like a robot that can play the violin or climb the stairs, and you're like, that's gonna choke somebody to death at some point. That's just <laughs> so, so basically what you're saying is they were the from Austin Valley. Dynamics. Yeah, definitely like oh, that. Like, geez. hey, we made a robot that should just be able to jump things, but you know it's gonna kill you in the next ten years. Like, you just know it's in that uncanny uh-huh. valley, and it just War. shouldn't be. War. <laughs> Or has changed. I remember. I remembered what I was going to say about the one thing I didn't uh, didn't like. Uh huh. Um, because they're doing two different teams, you can't have a single character focus episode because they try to do a focus episode for two different characters. They do one for Lupin Blue Toma, and they mm. do one for um, Patron Nigo. I think he's. I think he's the green one, Sakia. Mm. Mm-hmm. Both of them try to do like a little mini character arc, yeah. but Sakia's just feels kind of like tacked on because the main focus of the episode is the Lupin Rangers mm. still and how they're addressing this conflict and their motivations for trying to fight for the uh, pieces of the collection. That's so true. it's like literally two lines of development. It's like, oh, I have the confidence to overcome this problem now. And it's still good. It's still effective. I still like the Pat Rangers a lot, but it feels like that should have been something that we should have seen over an entire episode to himself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, speaking on, on green, not to, you got me thinking about it again. Speaking of one of the little, the great character moments, I think we almost get more, it feels like we get more character for the Lupin Rangers out of the suits and more character for the Bat Rangers in the suits, especially in this episode with all the physical comedy. But I loved, Mm. I loved. Oh yeah, no, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Bat Ranger pink uh, is clearly the most competent of the three by far. Um, and there's a part when they're when they're fighting the Lupin Rangers, and she disarms 
one of them with like an ankle move like she both her ankles she like kicks up in the air oh, and yeah, throws, yeah, that was neat. throws the gun and pat ranger green is he's like stuck on the ground on his feet and he like reaches up to try to grab it and that's when he falls on his back and gets his back stuck to the ground and then he's just like <laughs> this is where i am now he's not only is he is he has he failed his like failure is preserved like just for everybody <laughs> oh yeah I love it. and then we can't we can't let that uh that last bit of it go where uh and when they get trapped in the second encounter with bubblegum snail <laughs> um, <laughs> get a little bit every, everybody gets a little bit uh more of uh pato pato i'm just gonna say pato red than than <laughs> that we were expecting kaichi gets to show off what his mama gave him i mean oh yeah yep, yep that's what yep. you're here for you get it i mean you get mm-hmm. <laughs> you can go back he, for wor- seconds. he works it's it plenty <laughs> I, I would have just loved to see the script notes for that scene, like suit acting direction, shake your rear end while it sticks in the air. It just says, you know, I'm pretty sure it just says twerk, twerk, twerk. on there. <laughs> That's the third Maybe. team they introduce around episode 17. Twerk Rangers, they mm. show up. It's just a whole new ball game when they're here. Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be nuts? Like the title changes and everything. That's too much. There's no way. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Although that would be. I mean, maybe, I don't know, I'm just sort of goofing around here, but, I mean, normally we get, like, a sixth ranger or additional rangers that show up. What if we mm-hmm. just got, like, a whole third other team? That would be so cool. I that's, mean, so that's your prediction for the future. You know that what? would be actually kind of neat. Instead of getting a single, like, sixth ranger, I guess in this yeah. case it'd be a seventh ranger. We right, just get right. a whole third team. That'd be neat. I mean, nine is not the max that Sentai's gone, so rather than introduce mm-hmm. yeah. a single character, introduce another trinity... That'd be cool. That, it's an idea. I wasn't even thinking that could happen until now. I, so. I wasn't yeah, either until either. I made Now it. my hopes are really, now my expectations are really high and it's your fault. Sorry. I well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think about it either until we started making the twerk ranger jokes. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Here we <All> are. Right. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, any, any other sort of downsides to this one? That's really the only thing that struck me. Other than that, it was a really good episode. It was funny. It was stylish. It's it's everything that we've come to enjoy from this series so far. Mm. I do have a bit of a minor one. Um, just that uh, while I really enjoyed... Uh, I mean, I, I love this episode. This was really good. And I thought um, Bubblegum Snail was a really fun and weird... One of those sort of like... I wouldn't say he's iconic, certainly. But he's, I think, very endemic of what I love about um toku monster design and kaijin design in general you're just like okay wait what (laughs) what's going on here you know oh yeah that was something i forgot to mention when we were watching the episode i mentioned that the the monster designs here remind me a lot of abba ranger and um i can't remember the name of those monsters from there but they did like an animal vegetable mineral theme where all of the monsters are just this crazy mishmash of three completely unrelated things. Like you'd have a plant and a crocodile and a telephone and they'd all be in one monster. And you could tell like the individual parts of it, but stuck together, it just looked wild. And that's what these designs remind me a lot of. You can tell yeah. like the individual parts that make them up, but it's just a completely random right. collection <laughs> that yeah. makes them together. Or I, I thought of the that episode of uh, Zoo Ranger where um, the I, I can only think of them as, as Squat and Babu, but they they try their hand at making a monster, and it's the turtle with the street light and the cannon. Oh like, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. But um, I guess if I had a complaint, even though I loved everything about it, like we actually got to see the Kaiser suit, it wasn't CG. The statue joke was hilarious with the cutaway to the mafia mobster. Um, I didn't necessarily like how the fight went for Bubblegum Snail. I mean, I expect Sentai Beast to get defeated pretty quickly these days, but he just kind of stopped being interesting. He just started shooting his gun for a while. He didn't really do his sculpting thing anymore, and I thought that was kind of a letdown a little bit. But we got some good shots, and we got some fun stuff with it, but he's just kind of like, I'm just going to shoot my handgun now, which I thought was kind of a bit of a disappointment, given how interesting the sculpting power was and how sort of wily he'd been earlier in the episode i agree yeah he didn't I, it occurred to me that because i kept forgetting like okay so what does he do right like i kept having to bring it up like what so what's his yeah. deal like fire shark was obvious because he's blasting fire all the time and he's setting things on fire well because the piece of the collection that he had was the sculpture part of mm-hmm. it um mm-hmm. that's what he was using to uh create the statue at the beginning of the episode uh but the bubblegum thing i guess they felt that they couldn't do it with the full-size mecha suits mm. um then 
so that's why he didn't do that gimmick in the fight. But it would have been interesting to see him, like, you know, make more statues out of buildings or something to utilize that in the fight rather than just, like you say, pull out a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he didn't he didn't even really, like when he was bigger, he didn't use the bubble gum on the city. Right. No, he didn't. No, because he hmm. made the sculpture before, didn't he? Yeah. That was like so one yeah, of the yeah, first things the, he did. Yeah, that was the beginning of the episode. Yeah. yeah. So he just kind of whatever. Yeah. yeah I guess that, so. That was a That's bit a of a good letdown. Point. But other than, missed that, it. other than that, I mean, I really don't have a lot of complaints. I enjoyed this one a lot. For for If this mm. is what we can expect from a standard episode, quote unquote, I'm all mm. in. I'm loving it. Yeah. Pretty much all the complaints that we had are all just nitpicks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. What's things we notice, right? Any, well, did we cover sort of what uh, what really stuck out to us? Because we hit it in our likes and dislikes. Anything yeah. else that you'd like to mention? I, I guess just to sort of wrap this up, there's so much detail that goes into a lot of the different parts here, like character development and dialogue and interaction and just the general suit designs and everything. This show seems like it'd be really, really fun to go back there on a rewatch once it's finished. So mm. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that, weirdly enough. No, most definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely going to make um, some non-Toku fans sit down and watch this. Like, <laughs> I don't ask any, I don't want anything for my birthday. You're just going to sit here and watch 50 episodes of something with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's people I want to do with that in real life. <laughs> That's the way to go. That's the thing to do. Alrighty. So, uh, are we ready for um, uh, predictions for next week? Yeah, let's do it. None of us have any idea what Okay, who wants to I start? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I guess I can. Um, Go for it. Sure. Can, can we finally get like a Pat Ranger centered episode? Because these mm-hmm, have please. all been on the Lupin Rangers. Yeah. And mm. so we, we've sort of gotten them to a point where they're not working with the Pat Rangers, but they're not actively trying to antagonize them. They're just like using them from the side. They're seeing mm. them as another resource to get the, um, the uh, Lupin collection pieces. So I, I really want to see like something more specific on how the Pat Rangers are developing and how they're dealing with this conflict and how they see the Lupin Rangers. So I really want to see that next week. I guess maybe a little bit more on what the heck Kogura is up to, but that feels like that would go against what you're asking for here. <laughs> Cause then it's like a little bit, um, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to lean into what you were saying and I want to get some more, I want to get some more Commander Hilltop. I want to know, I want to know what Jim Carter's up to. <laughs> yeah. Cause there was the question that we said, like, where, where the heck did that briefcase come from that had the versus changers in the first place? So mm-hmm. kind of a little bit more development on how the department got those pieces and what, like, if they have some sort of benefactor or supervisor that is directing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Toei. Toy's doing it. Uh, toy and Bandai. <laughs> <laughs> Got some new toys for you. The shocking that toy is money on. Um, I definitely would like to see, um, I mean, now that we've very clearly established that uh, Pat Ranger Pink is uh, the capable one in the group, I want to see her story uh, quite a bit, actually, I, especially with her frustration at the end of this episode with being like, Ugh, everyone I work with is bad at doing their jobs. <laughs> so, yeah. Especially <laughs> and since they played up the comedy aspect of the team this week, I'd like to maybe lean into that if we get a Pat Ranger mm-hmm. episode, like see her sort of you know go through what her frustrations are working on a team that's got two kind of bubbling goofballs and all that sort of thing i'd like to see that i think that i think we're all agreed that we just want more pato ranger at this point mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. that's excellent <laughs> give me more of the cops yeah <laughs> i want more defenders of justice let's go yeah i mean mm-hmm. we are about two-thirds of this team is is pretty ultraman heavy and you know what they say about ultraman fans so <laughs> The rumors on on the timeline. About Ultraman fans are all good people. Remember that. That's true. Oh, quality folk. Um, so we're ready for some Twitter questions, gang. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, it's time bring for them Senpai on. noticed you. All right, Senpai's gonna notice. <laughs> it's not the actual song. I'm just yeah. We'll have a is. jingle at some point. Um, right? <laughs> uh, so from Rufus Two K Two. Whoa, that's one awesome guest. We agree. Um, they thank us for asking or answering the question last time, and then ask what's either your favorite Tokusatsu song or the first one in your current playlist. For me, it's Common Rider Double's Excel theme. Leave all behind. It never fails to pump me up. That's a really, really hard question. That's a big one. That's a real you have big to, one. First, first thing that comes to mind, you can't you can't spend five minutes on this. Well, what I'm currently listening to, because I just finished watching um, Ultraman Ginga and Ginga S a couple weeks back, uh, mm. is Au no Uta, which is the main theme song for Ginga S. And it is 
phenomenal. There's like a bit in the chorus that just like this scream, like, and that I constantly find myself like yelling along to whenever it comes up on my playlist. <laughs> and I apologize to everyone who lives in my apartment building for hearing that repeatedly. But that's that's what I have to name just because that's what I'm listening to constantly at the moment. Um other than that, I mean, my icon on Twitter is Taja Dora for a good reason, because I never get tired of that song either. <laughs> Time Judge Doll. <laughs> Taja uh, what can I say? Song. I like ominous German chanting. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> Smash cut to us having oh, legal boy. proceedings. Like, she enjoys <laughs> ominous German chanting. <laughs> Every penny she's got. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Pat, do you have one, or should I step up? Jeez, yeah, no, uh, I got, I got one, and it's got to be like, uh, it's got to be the Ryuki theme for me. Like, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm scum, and I don't like learn all the themes and within the, uh, within the episodes. Like, I should, um, but it, it tends to be on a binge, and then I, but I watch the theme song every time. So, mm-hmm. uh, the one that, like, if I think of a common writer theme song, just the way that Ryuki sounds just hits me just right. Like, I get the visuals in my head. I don't have to, even have to think very hard. All the mirror stuff that's going mm. on. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, and uh, I guess it's tied with Blade's second theme. because it's just, Oh, it's I love so, Elements. That's such so a good song. Good. It's so good. <laughs> and I'm the weird person that actually likes Blade's first OP a lot too, but the second one just blows it out of the water. It's so good. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, li- I like Blade a lot. Blade is so good. Oh, yeah. But... No, it's, it's one of my top five writer seasons. I think... Uh... Maybe we should. Well, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, do we have you, any more? <laughs> I'm glad you and you worked that out. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, well, I used the fusion. I used the good striker, and I had to have a conversation with myself before we. Did this. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of fave Tokusatsu songs, see, people keep hitting us with this, and I love these questions. But like, guys, I can't pick. Don't make me pick between my children. Like, <laughs> I love all my babies equally, but I'll tell you what I'm listening to a lot right now. Uh, I, maybe it's because I'm subconsciously wanting more Pat Ranger, but I've been listening to the Deca Ranger theme a lot because that opening guitar rift is just so strong. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, and uh, a lot of Common Rider Stronger because I just love the way that Stronger and then the, the brass cuts in every time. Uh, mm, I, I'm mm. a sucker for it, and I love. Yeah, that's definitely one of the best um, Showa era themes god. from Rider. Yeah, and it's just a great suit. It's just great watching mm-hmm. him run around. I, yeah, I love it. So those are the two I'm playing a lot of right now. But it's pretty much all. I have work playlists and, and workout playlists that are just all Sentai and Common Rider and Ultraman OPs. So, yeah, I enjoy them all. Um, okay, so the next one comes to us from... Uh, uh, this is from John Smith, buddy of mine. Uh, if you were to form a Ranger Squad, what would its name be? And who would be a part of it? Oof. Oof, that's a... Uh-oh. Ah, that's a big one, I feel one like we too. should have gotten this one before. <laughs> this is like... We had a few drafts of this one. Um. <laughs> wow, that's tough. Yeah, because I'm not sure whether to name people on Twitter, which will certainly make some enemies, or name people in real life who you will not know who they are. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, can uh, I can I say like a theme like a let's general just stick theme? To a theme? Let's just stick sure. to what would your ranger team theme be? Okay, let's make it that because that's uh, a smaller question. Uh, yeah, is first, it? <laughs> first thing I think of is like uh, I'd really like to see something like a musical related uh, theme. Like hmm. maybe um, I think that's been done in classic ones before. I don't know how much because I'm not very familiar with older Sentai, um, <laughs> but something like. I don't want to say like Hibiki, but sort of how like their weapons were all musical related and they use like sound attacks and stuff like that. I'd like to see that for a Sentai mm. uh, team in the modern era. I don't know what I'd call it, though. I like that, though. You're going to think oh. about that one. Get back to us next week. Yeah. <laughs> their fusion Possible. attack. Their fusion attack could be like a one man band with like the big drum and the cymbals for the knees and the harmonica. It'd like... be like a giant or it'd be like a giant orchestral hit. <laughs> I think you need to watch the Hibiki episodes of Decade. Is what you need. To watch. I have seen those. I've seen Decade. That, no, that I is think uh, one I, of mean, the best I mean parts. Grant. Grant needs to see that. Oh, I do. Yes, you do. I do. Mm-hmm. I have so much to see. So much. I, that one. I, ch- I take it back. I'm changing my music to that song that they play because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so really cool. good. <laughs> it's really good <laughs> for a band that really just got together for one thing. It's pretty great. Uh, in terms of a theme, shoot. Uh, this is this isn't work. 
This doesn't work because I'm just obsessed with Toku and I don't think about other things. <laughs> besides, <laughs> uh, and and then if I if I turn it into something, it's just gonna end up being a Kiba Ranger, I think. <laughs> Which <laughs> collecting toys. <laughs> um, food, I guess. I really like. I do. I do enjoy cooking. So I don't. I don't know that they've done like a food theme. That'd be really fun. Oh my Weird. god, Iron Chef. Yeah, would be interesting. Like Iron Chef. I'm trying to think what mm, the different mm-hmm. weapons would be. I guess different utensils or something. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Now I'm just thinking of the last Precure season. <laughs> all their oh weapons. Where they were all where all the cures were different desserts. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, okay, that's it then. I want yeah. a food one. And they're all like maybe different approaches to cooking or something. Cause... I'm seeing their mecha like cook the kaijin up on like a hibachi. You just like, like doing it oh, for no, the it, people. It, it'd amazing. be like the uh, the chef attack from Kirby where like you just put all the enemies <laughs> on the screen into a pot and yeah. like add salt. <laughs> there it is. Kirby's yeah. kind of a cannibal. I love him. Sweet little Excellent. guy. Um, for me, for a theme, that's really, whew, that's a bit of a toughie. Um. Oh, it'd be called Shoku Ranger. Shoku Ranger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, hmm. I I guess I don't know what my team would be, but I guess I guess if I could pick a team that I haven't seen that would I think be a lot of fun, maybe like different different kinds of science, like not just science in like the general sense, but you could have like an archaeologist and like a chemist. And like like different Ooh, that is neat like and like a biologist and huh. they can have like different each of them could have like different implements and you could do like lots of exploration and stuff like that and then you could have like all the enemies would be more magical like alchemists and stuff or you know like fortune tellers like people that you know don't have a scientific worldview they'd be kind of a fun dynamic to sort of flip the science and magic thing a little bit that sounds really fun i want to see this one too i want to see all of these why don't we just mix our three ideas? I hope you're listening, Toei. Thanks for tuning in, Toei. <laughs> make the checks out, too. Yeah, <laughs> I will be delighted and also really mad if these seasons get made next. And you don't see, you see <laughs> now, we, now we can sue Toei for a DMCA takedown. And <laughs> like them, awesome. you know, putting strikes against videos and stuff. Boom. And who's the fan subgroup now? Toei moving into their hands. <laughs> Take them away. <laughs> um no seriously though hire me toe i am right here um so good buddy joey weiser uh from the toe yaropod asks uh do we all agree that lupon's butler is an evil mastermind that dude is bad news right literally the first thing i thought of when i saw the first episode was this is wizard um no actually it was the second episode when we learned the lupon rangers backstory about how all their uh, friends and family got frozen and then destroyed. And he's like, ooh, collect all these pieces for my master and I'll give you a wish. I was like, this is Wizard. This is exactly <laughs> how Common Rider Wizard started up. So. Uh, a bit cooler than, a bit cooler, just a little bit cooler than Wizard. No, oh, Wizard's not bad. It started off interesting, at least. Um, but j- just that setup, the the deal that he made the Lupin Rangers reminded me a lot of how that show started up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, all right, fine. I keep having to do this. I'm, th- I'm just trying to throw shade at these things, and you guys keep going like, "No, no, it's fine. It's good." I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> what would you say, Grant? I mean, the Butler done it is definitely a trope. He's appearing and disappearing like Batman. Like, I, I, he doesn't seem like a good guy. I don't know if he's bad news yet. They could be playing a bait and switch with us, but I don't know if he's. It's not only up and up. It's a little too convenient. He, mm. he definitely has ulterior motives at the very least. Yeah, I think that's we true. Agree. Yeah, and it's not even like a it's not even like a facade. Like it, he even for, actually from the start, he's been kind of curt with Red. Yeah, right? I think there's a line yeah. in the first episode where he's like, um, I forget what the exact wording was, but it's something like, um, "Don't ask more questions than you need to," or something like that. Mm. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it is a bait and switch in that we're like suspicious, we're supposed to be suspicious of him or something, but it's actually like, no, he's just trying to do his job and these guys are just going to get in the way if they get ahead of things, maybe. <laughs> like, I don't know. No, it's a possibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely something to keep an eye on, right? Yeah, most definitely. Um, okay, so we uh, have another one from uh, Buddy Behalite Be- Bebop that we did not answer last week. Uh, your top five Sentai Mecha. 
Uh-oh. I don't watch enough Sentai, and I don't remember that specific mecha from them. <laughs> just tell, just tell. Like I don't remember the life. names or anything from them. So yeah, that's a problem. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Dairenno because we just keep talking about Dairenger. Yeah, look, then... yeah, you can't go wrong with Dairenno. <laughs> can't go wrong. <laughs> it was great. I, I actually, you know what? Uh, I can be serious about it though, because like I love how it's like a smaller one that puts on the rest of it. Like mm-hmm. that's really cool to me. Um. I think Cock Ranger, they all had humanoid humanoid shapes that kind of folded into giant mecha, I think. I'm not sure if that's right. I'm trying I to remember. Right. I know the the Cock Ranger had the um like the the one that was like the wolf and the bear and and all that. That was one of them. I'm trying to remember what the other one was. Mm. And then um I'm enjoying Tokyo's Tokyo all, I guess. I, yeah. I don't know what his name yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um the Diesel O, I remember Diesel. from Takuji, I really, really like that design. And I, you probably haven't gotten there yet, but there's actually a villain mech design that's really cool. Okay. Um, it's got sort of like a gothic style to it. like um, And I forget what it's called now, but you probably haven't seen it yet. But it's one of my favorite designs that I can think of off the top of my head. I guess if I had to name another one uh, from Q-Ranger last season... Uh, the Orion mech, I forget if that's the specific name for it or whatever, uh, that had like the, the jet thrusters actually coming out of the head. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> hmm. I, I got to see this. I noticed with the Tokyujer, uh that um, the Tokyo Rangers or Tokyujers, they're they're all, you know, the, the sort of the modern train, the bullet train, the express train, right? Versus yeah. the... Um, the uh, Forgetting what they're called right now. The Shadow the villain, Line, the bad guys? Yeah, the Shadow yeah. Line. They're all they're all like steam engines or steam like their controls were all like yeah. dials and knobs. And I was like, oh, they're like steampunk monsters. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> I dig it. So I'm like I'm hope, I'm looking forward to seeing what the heck the Dark Line's gonna bring up. Oh, line, d- I, like, I, I don't wanna hype it up too much, but one of the reasons why Takuja is my favorite Sentai is because the villain faction is fascinating and there's a oh. lot of really cool characters that they develop mm-hmm. on that side seems like it mm-hmm. seems like from what i've seen i think i'm on like four four in maybe oh wow <laughs> yeah you have a long way to go <laughs> <laughs> the ride has only just begun yeah um... ain't no stopping this train we're on <laughs> <laughs> let's try to keep it on yeah. track come on guys oh jeez. <laughs> all right it's much harder to deal with in person it is it is uh, difficult to choo- choo- choose these different mecha, but I'll list a few of my favorites. Um, I really like the uh, GoGo 5 mecha because it has the, the ladder arm. I'm a sucker for like emergency response-like mecha, just as a general theme. And having a fire engine arm that's like a ladder that you punch with, like that's my jam. I dig that. Um I really enjoy, obviously, Dairyujin from... Uh, or from um, Zoo Ranger, um, just because it's a it's a dinosaur god beast thing, and that often is up in the clouds talking to them. It's just it's just wonderful and it's beautiful. I dig the uh, the pterodactyl one from uh, uh, um just because its cape can deflect laser bolts, and that's like yeah, like the, the fleshy parts of the pterodactyl wings is its cape, and it can like deflect blasts and stuff. I'm about that. I dig that quite a bit. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones that I really enjoy. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where I seldom meet a mecha that I don't like. Um, that's fair. I'm trying to think of some other ones that maybe jump out. Mm, I don't know. I like them all. It's a cop out answer, but <laughs> I really like robots. It's part of the joy of Sentai for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think if you didn't, then well, it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Right? <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> Do we have any more? questions oh we have one more question uh and that is from uh buddy mine bill uh ask if i wanted to and we get a lot of this question so i like to ask it especially since we have sarah on too uh and she hasn't answered this one before if i wanted to dip my toes into the waters of tokusatsu where should i start i've seen an episode or two of common rider on Ooh. tv and like a half an episode of ultraman and the og power rangers movie lol um See, because I, I don't want to plug my blog Fuck. any more than I did Fuck. at the beginning Do of the it. show, but I actually Fuck. did put out two articles that address this specifically in terms of Common Rider and Ultraman, um, where I lay out a couple 
not well, not a couple more than a couple. I lay out several series that I enjoy a lot, um, why I enjoyed them and why I feel they'd be good entries or why they give a good overview for sort of the general tone and development of the franchise. So uh, Capes and Cool Scarves is the name of my blog. Uh, both of them are up on that site. It's called So You Want to Watch Common Writer and So You Want to Watch Ultraman because I'm super original when it comes to naming things. <laughs> um, just like really quick off the top of my head for the major franchises, uh, Garo is really, really cool if you're looking for something yeah. different and more adult. I don't want to say adult. It's a bit um, adult. Aimed for, aimed for older audiences. Yes. But when I say like mature, people expect like, ooh, it's dark and gritty. And it, and it yeah. is. But we're still talking about a show where the main characters are literally knights in shining armor. Oh, I so, want a dog mask and have a sword. But this is a serious <laughs> show about serious things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, well, I mean, like there's bare naked boobs in the first episode. So thanks, Amelia. <laughs> You're wonderful. <laughs> um, for Ultraman, I always, always recommend Mebius for reasons uh it's amazing first of all but it's just a giant love letter to the franchise in general the classics also have held up really really well so i highly highly recommend the original 1966 Mm -hmm. series and ultra 7 Uh, i also tend to recommend those a lot because you can buy the dvds of them fairly easily oh also the most recent series x orb and jeed are also very good entries to the season and on crunchyroll Mm -hmm. so check those out if you need to Common Rider is different because there's a lot of Common Rider shows, but they all carry a lot of different genres and everything for them. I, I mean, I'd have to say Kuga because that's where I started, but the currently airing series, Build, is really, really good, and I highly recommend getting in on that. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's why I'm writing about it it's every so week. It's so freaking good. And then lastly, like I'll, I'll end my long-winded explanation here. For some really weird reason, I saw a lot of people get interested in the franchise with X-Aid, where people were like, what the hell are these video game doctors doing on my Twitter timeline? And then they watch like an episode and are instantly hooked. So I, I apparently X-Aid's a good starting point. Go figure. And X-Aid's actually a pretty good season, so you can't go wrong with that. I'm going to second X-Aid because it's really fun. It's really campy. And then once the once... <laughs> Once uh, that series takes off, it doesn't stop. Like, it really... Woo, boy. Like... Yeah, no, it just kind of continually escalates. Yeah. I took a break, like, right before that episode, the the, the Christmas episode. And uh, <laughs> right as Build was coming around, I was like, oh, you know what? I'll go finish X-8. And I was like, why did I stop? Why did I stop right here? Because everything after this has been insane. I watched all of it. I binged it on a plane. Thank goodness. I didn't have anything else to do. And I just, I was distracted. It was perfect. That, that's actually why I started my blog is because I originally was writing about X-Aid. And I figured it's kind of a pain in the butt to do like 25 tweet long tweet storms <laughs> talking about the major themes for each episode. I should probably just get a blog. And so I got a blog. <laughs> yeah, I think I had to mute you when the new builds are up because I, I don't watch them. I don't get to watch them right away. So that's I mean, that's my fault. But yeah, I, I try <laughs> to like, ah! I try to tag all my live tweets with uh, that. Uh. So. Yeah, I would say I'm just as a it, it's it's a hard being. Like, just trying to enjoy it sometimes because people are posting scans. Like, I love it. I get it. I love it. You know, people get excited about, you know, the scans and toy toy previews. And, you know, it's really cool to, to do all the speculation and see, like, oh, what's this about? But then, like, it just shows up on my Twitter sometimes. And I'm like, this is my fault. I'm here. But I didn't want to know about this com- this common writer showing up yet. Like, dang it. Like, come on. <laughs> but uh, this is how it is, right? Yeah. Price of it, I guess. I think my my own recommendation for a start point yeah. is like, and this is this evolves over time, and I think we've already talked about this. I'm going to change my answer again, but like, of course, just start somewhere. Like, it's so much of it is disconnected. Like, so much of it is like, it, like Toku is like just as a broad collection of shows. Like, just just pick a season and go. Like, it assumes that you are new to it too. It assumes you're a six-year-old who doesn't know what you're about to watch and that you may want to buy some toys. So it's going to give you everything you need to enjoy and you should tell within a few minutes whether you're going to enjoy something. Um, But also, I guess another recommendation I would have is like, find some people you like who are watching something and watch with them. Like... Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of series that I couldn't get through unless I was watching them alongside someone else. Like... 
because the ability to discuss what's going on mm-hmm. and sort of like hype each other up like, oh, I wonder where this is going mm-hmm. or I really like this character mm-hmm. or this character sucks. I hope they get better. Yeah. That sort of experience with the fandom or with other friends really, really makes it a lot more enjoyable yep. than trying to just plow through everything on your yep. own. And especially if you connect with more experienced Toku heads, because as they discuss like what's good, what works, what doesn't, like you'll hear them say like, ah, I like this better in this season or, Oh, this is kind of like this other season. So like they will sort of naturally mm-hmm. start name dropping mm-hmm. things. And you'll be like, okay, well I like this thing they were talking about. I'm going to go follow up and see that. Like they're going to, they're going to impart that knowledge to you. And so whether it doesn't necessarily have to be the newest thing, although the new Ultraman stuff is super good. So you should, are they anyway. firing up for another new one yet? Or is that, uh, based on the time frame that we saw last year and the year before, we mm-hmm. should be getting mm-hmm. at least rumors like a, um, uh, uh, trying to think of the word, yeah. uh, like a patent for the name mm. or a trademark okay. of some kind. We should be getting that soon. But that being said, the Jeep movie premieres, I think the first or second week of March. Okay. So we should be getting like an official yeah, announcement sense. around that premiere. So it should be yeah. soon here that we'd be hearing about um, something new. So it. Whether okay. it's the newest stuff or whether it's just something like you find another group that's doing like a, a, like a community, like a group watch thing, just connect with the people who are watching it. And you'll, and I think you'll also just like hearing people talk about why they love it. Like if I've noticed anything else, especially on my timeline or in the discords that I'm on, because I never shut up about rubber suited people fighting rubber suited monsters. The more I talk about it, the more people realize, wait a minute, there must be something to this. And then they watch it and then they fall in love. So like connect with people who love this stuff too and watch it with them and you'll love it too. Like it's just. The other flip side of that is just watch what you're interested in. Like, don't feel like you have to suffer Mm. through 50 episodes of something if you're not enjoying it because there are certain series that people are like oh this series is terrible don't watch it or this series isn't as good or this series is boring and then I've actually sat down and watched and be like I actually really enjoyed that Mm -hmm. so watch what you enjoy if you think something looks interesting if you like the designs if you think the scenario sounds really interesting pick it up that's a smart approach I think yeah, because um, you you never really know what, what's actually going to click with you until you actually sit there, sit through it, right? Like, don't necessarily be discouraged from something until you mm-hmm. you yourself feel, yeah, eh, this one's not for me. Mm-hmm. But keep trying, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like with considering that this is a genre slash medium that's been around for over fifty years at this point. Yeah. There's a huge ton of material. So if you're not enjoying something, then there's always other material that you probably will enjoy instead. Mm-hmm. So just try everything you can. If like, uh, I think all the other advice we've been giving out is good as well. Um, follow other people's recommendations. Yeah, most kind of common sense, I guess. Yeah. Plug into the, and I think plugging into the community mm-hmm. and like seeing mm-hmm. and and sort of grasping the scope of the material is so important, just because. You do kind of have to sort of, I don't want to say adjust your, your sort of expectations like it's low quality, but like the thing, people who come to Toku, like what we're getting from it is something we don't really, like I've often related it to like, what if Batman 66 just became kind of an institution in America? Like what if that style of live action television never really went away? Like it's something that we I just, never really thought of it before, but that's actually really appropriate. And it is yeah. cheesy and it is corny, yeah, yeah. but if you watch Batman 66, it's very aware of what it's doing. It's actually quite hilarious and fun and awesome. So, like, imagine if that later just, like, if it just continued to be a tradition 50 years later and it had great fight scenes, but it was still silly and it still kind of wore its heart on its sleeve. Like, we've lost that tradition, I think, at least here in America in terms of, like, our live action television. Like, Flash and Arrow and stuff are tapping into it a little bit, but there's still pretty serious kind of character drama There's There is some... Yeah, there's some significant differences in how they approach Mm -hmm. the material. And a lot of that comes from the fact that they're also adapting comic. Well, I get that because some of the original Toku heroes started off as adapting Mm -hmm. mangas, too. Um, But they're approaching it from a different direction because it's like they're trying to be the movies on a smaller scale. Right, right. Uh, And that is not how Toku approaches itself at all. No, no, no. So it's, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's a topic for my articles is comparing the two. Because like I said, I actually got into Toku because of that comparison to Western superhero shows that were coming out at the time. But just to be aware that it's not going to, it's not just like, oh, these are American superheroes in Japan. Like, it's not that. I mean, they're it's a close kindred. Like, it's still spandex heroes and bright colors and all that. The- but it's not going to hit the same switches. And so if you come in looking for those same things... I think you're going to be disappointed and not understand what it's about. 
the themes in the stories are very, very similar. Mm. Like you're going to find the same morals about the proper use of power, responsibility, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. You you know, Uncle Ben's speech. You're going to find the same messages in all of the Toku heroes that have survived to this day. That's not going to change. It's the presentation of it. It's the way that they either take themselves seriously or don't take themselves seriously. It's the assumptions that they make about their audience Mm. that are completely different. And that's what makes it a different experience. I mean, it's funny you mentioned Uncle Ben because... Lupin Red had his Peter Parker moment in episode two. He's like walking past and I was yeah. like, I'm not going to help you. Turn around, you get turned on. He's like, no. Yeah. Like he literally has yeah. that moment. So they're close, yeah. but they're not identical. They're, it's, this yeah. is not Spider-Man. <laughs> but Spider-Man is also Toku, so. Wow, we like really uh, delved into that question. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Was that, was that it for the yeah, questions? Yeah, I think so. Um, so, Sarah, thanks so much for being on. Do you have any other thing? You go ahead and do the, the Roundo plugs one more time so people know where to find you. Where can they follow okay. you? Where- yeah, so um, so on Twitter, my handle is at SunglassPri. Uh, I go as Princess Firebird as my screen name that I've had for like the past year. Uh, and my blog is called Capes and Cool Scarves. That's that's it, Capes and Cool Scarves. You know, heroic scarves and scarf-related <laughs> accessories. Where I publish stuff talking about Common Rider, Ultraman. I have some Garo pieces up there. I even have some pieces actually talking about the superhero comics because I still very much love those. So I try to update those at least once a week, every other week. So please follow me if you're interested in hearing more of my awful opinions and overthinking stuff. Excellent. Yeah, I'll make sure that we have your, links to it and everything. Opinions. You know. Yeah. This is really great. Uh, cool. Thank you. We should probably do this again sometime. Yeah fantastic yeah i'm always up for it all right uh anything else grant no i think that was all again thanks sarah for being on with us pat thanks for for being my bud for sticking through here where we we two rangers we ride forward um for those of you listening at home thanks for sending in your questions um we hope you enjoyed uh sarah being on as much as we did because we had a lot of fun both during the recording and while we were just watching the show together uh and hopefully we'll have uh our new guest next week and we'll hopefully keep this rolling with some more great people and maybe in the future we can have sarah back that w- i would always be happy to do that it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun all right we'll see you guys next week <laughs> take care bye super, super Senpai podcast, podcast.